0: Are you ready? Yes, I am. Then let's take a walk. Welcome to Two Redheads Walk into a Podcast. I'm Dallas.
1: And I'm Lori. Today, we're breaking down that sometimes dreaded word, exercise, and morphing it into something more sustainable, movement. Today, we'll talk with fitness expert, Natasha Alkire from Tosh Fitness, who'll provide you some fun and easy ways to get your body moving, Even when your body boycotts traditional exercise.
0: Step right up because here we go. Good morning. Good afternoon. Or good evening, wherever you're listening in the world, including our two new countries, Malaysia and Oman. Hello and welcome. Welcome. So today we're going to be chatting about movement, not exercise. Yes, we want
1: to make that clear from the start. We are not telling anyone to go out there and, and run a
0: marathon or... Do your 10,000 steps, mother of God. My God, that seems like a lot. It is a lot. It's a crazy lot. But a lot of people live by those tried and true rules of mm-hmm. exercise. And They do. One of the things with, and Lori, I don't know how much you've experienced this, but when I got hit with this autoimmune, man, it took me out. My exercise routine used to be diverse. It used to be robust. I was doing the 10,000 steps a day. I was playing racquetball three times a week for 30 minutes or to an hour, depending on how long we went for that particular tournament. So, you know, I was doing a lot of exercise and this has kicked my Took us. <laughs> Same.
1: I would go to bar classes. I work with a personal trainer and I would do high interval, the hits on my own once or mm-hmm. twice a week. I was honestly working out five to six days a week on the weekends. I would always go for a hike with my family or a long walk somewhere, or even to the zoo or something where you get a lot right. of steps mm-hmm. in. And then, yeah, it slowly, it was much slower for me. It wasn't quite a dramatic stop. But over time, and now I'm trying to get back and get my Mm -hmm. mobility up a little bit. So that's why I really want to encourage everyone who's listening to not think of this as get out there and exercise.
0: Instead, it is just move, move your body, Mm -hmm. however you feel good with it. Yes, exactly. And it all builds up, right? I used to have a, a great trainer, Eva Barrington, loved her. Oh, best trainer ever. Because she was really good the first time this occurred. I was with her and she was so good about changing up my routine for whatever day I was with her to what energy level I had available to me, what movement. I was capable of doing that day and right. really watching out for making sure that I wasn't triggering my condition because then, you know, next week was out. If right. the condition got triggered, then, you know, I wouldn't be able to do a lot for the rest of the week. And you have to be able to go to work and you have to be able to take the kids to school and do the other stuff that you need to. So we're going to definitely be talking with a personal trainer, Lori's personal trainer today to get some really great ideas on movement. But I think... One of the things that I really found helpful was doing it fun, right? It was really Mm -hmm. turn exercise on its head and just start thinking about all of the little things that I could potentially do to burn some calories, get some movement in, you know, keep the joints supple and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. and not overwhelm me. So I think one of the best things I learned was how many calories fidgeting burns in a day. Just sitting at my desk, I have to stay in motion. So like my hands move or my feet are moving or something else is moving. And here's the funny part. Fidgeting can burn around 300 calories a day. Just fidget. Finger dancing. This is going to be my new thing. I'm going to put some Instagrams up with me finger dancing because I yeah, can't I'm sure dance that, I'm anymore. Sh- I'm pretty sure that's continuous finger
1: dancing, <laughs> but it's still getting you moving. Even again, you're sitting at your right. desk, but you, you can tap your feet, tap your toes. Mm-hmm. I've even seen, you know, people, they'll put a resistance band around their knees and mm-hmm. they'll like do those like on the, on the machine at the gym where you press your
0: knees out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You just sit there and do that or get one of those under-the-desk bicycle machines. Yep. And that fidgeting all day, if you can do that, that's the same as walking for an hour. So I think some other fun things we found that instead of walking for an hour, which I can't even do that as far as walking anymore, three hours of knitting or sewing equates to an hour of walking. I don't knit. I sometimes sew, though. That's a lot of sewing, though. That is a lot of sewing. But I, crush, you do, I crochet. Yes. yes you want to do less exercise, half hour of ping pong. I think the other one that I found recently, which was hilarious, cattersizing. Cattersize. <laughs> Julia Derrick has some videos where she is exercising with her cat. Okay. <laughs> is is the, the, the cat her weight? Is she lifting the cat or what? Kind she... of. I mean, my cats would never go for this. <laughs> Right. I mean, she's just lifting this one up and down and doing all kinds of things. Uh, it's like a cat kettleball. <laughs> Stuart would probably do that with me. Stuart would do that, definitely. Kiwi would just be like, yeah, I'm going to be out running the agility course. I'll see uh, you when we're done. Kiwi's like almost 70 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like to see you lift that. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Stuart's 16, 16 fluffy pounds of, of easy
0: exercise. <laughs> You could probably do that with him and yes. use him as a little kettleball But yeah, so I'm, there's definitely some other ones out there. Lori. have you thought of any fun activities on movement that are not traditional exercise? It depends on what you're calling traditional. Just doing a half hour of yoga. Mm-hmm.
1: You can burn... A small amount of calories you can burn. If you take, do the hot yoga, mm-hmm. a really intense one, you can burn three times as many as a regular yoga class. Right. You could even go to goat yoga. Have little goats walk on your back, which I have signed up for when the weather Oh my goodness. Okay, yes.
0: we want video. I, I will get, get video. I will get video with doing yoga.
1: goat yep. yoga. And I found out that if you shovel snow for about 30 minutes, you can burn calories for the day. hmm Okay. Now I guess that depends on how much snow you get, right?
0: <laughs> right, or where your snow is. All right,
1: right. we had that wet, yeah. heavy snow this last time. Yeah. So I sent I sent my husband out the snowblower. There of you. Course, I don't shovel snow.
0: Anyway. No, you've got it's you've too got tough three on boys the wrists in the household. You're it's fine. too
1: tough on the wrists. Right. We were actually talking about just at a playground. Oh yeah. That you can burn calories. You know, you swing with your child. And mm-hmm. I I did that like over this past summer I was at the playground with my son and we were swinging and I was like I'm getting tired what the And I thought I thought it was like a relaxing swing. Yes. Now, so cuz we're not talking porch swing we're talking mm-hmm. like a swing set.
0: Yeah. You're not sitting there sipping with some lemonade you're actually yeah. pumping pushing your legs. Pushing it with pushing your, to- your pushing it with your and- toe.
1: But no yeah. I was like pumping. And I, cause you know, you say that you got to pump your legs, pull on the chains, pump your legs when you're teaching them the swing. Yeah. And then you don't realize that, that is actually a lot of work <laughs> yeah. later on. I'd be like, why, why, why are my, like my biceps sore? cause I was holding onto the chain so tight. Why are my mm. legs sore? Cause I was pumping my legs. Right. I won't even attempt monkey bars. No,
0: not anymore. No, no. way. Uh-uh.
1: Or that spinny thing that you have to like push your kit, you push oh, your Oh, I like the spinny What is that one?
0: Is it? I have no just idea. A,
1: it's just, it's it just a merry Yeah. Like a carousel, but like you run and you, you run and you try to get yeah. it.
0: Oh yeah. my gosh. I, I'm ready to like, just pass out just from doing that <laughs> for 10 minutes. Yeah. So there are definitely some, some alternative ways mm-hmm. to get movement into your life. Even if you're struggling with an underlying condition, that's limiting what you can do. Definitely. And to prove our point,
1: we've invited my trainer, Natasha Alkire from Tosh Fitness to join us today. Hi, and welcome to our show. I'm so happy you agreed to do this with us. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay. So I think we're just going to start off with a quick how we met, and then we'll get into our questions for you today, if that's okay. Yep. All right. So is it four years ago, five years ago now? I think, yes, I think in 2018, because you were one of my first clients. And at the time I just kind of broken up with my personal trainer. It's just, you know, our timing and scheduling didn't work out anymore, but I was also going to bar classes twice a week mm-hmm. and doing, I think one or two short hit videos online. And then I wanted someone to kind of supplement that which then you did. I believe we started it twice a week. We did. And then, of course, COVID hit, bar shut down, they closed. I fell into this little funk that I... And I didn't really do the hits anymore, but I still had you and FaceTime because, thank gosh, we have FaceTime in this day and age. Yep. (laughs) We were able to still meet and work out online. And I just... I needed that. It was not just for physical, it was for mental stability during that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful to you for that, because let me tell you, if I had not had you, I would have just been sitting in my chair.
0: Just she would have. I know her. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm literally literally in, I would
1: exactly. have been just literally looking out the window, like Rapunzel, like when will my life begin again? <laughs>
2: Yes, thank goodness for FaceTime and Google Duo and all the I platforms all because the platforms. That, that saved me too. Yes.
0: Yeah, I actually did have a quick question on that. So how hard was it for you to transition when COVID hit into the more virtual world of training?
2: Well, luckily I already knew my clients and their bodies and how they move. So that was actually made it easy transition. But what was challenging, I think, was like the camera setup, right? or oh. <laughs> like Lori's on her phone. So she'd move her phone like wherever she went. And mm. it was kind of hard to see certain movements with the phone. but it helped that I already knew knew her and knew her body and knew how she moved. And. Okay. So it wasn't that tough for me. It was tougher obtaining new clients and training that way because I don't know their
0: bodies. And not everybody has a, a setup at home specifically to make sure that you can get your friend right. in a proper position or your laptop, <laughs> which is yep. with the webcam, okay. Okay, so I'm gonna jump right into the questions
1: now. And just to kind of ease people into this, what should someone look for in a trainer? Basically the education, certifications, And then on your end, how long have you been doing this?
2: Like I said, we we started in 2018, which is when Mm -hmm. I launched my training business. So that's how long I've been doing this for. But definitely the degrees is a bonus. But actually what what I've learned throughout this is the certifications is really really what you need. So just making sure that your trainer is certified through the bigger companies like ACSM is where mine is through. Mm -hmm. ACE is another one. NASM. So just doing your research and making sure you have a client that is at least certified.
1: Right. Cause I, I gotta tell you how many times I'll start following someone on Instagram, personal trainers, and then realize like, wait a minute, where are your credentials? Where's, where's anything? And they just don't have them. And they're like, I'm a personal trainer. Sure. Yeah. Follow me for, for more exercises. And I'm like, I can tell just as a student of it and a student of you that their, their form is wrong or they're not doing it correctly. And I think it's, it's, it can be very dangerous. You can injure yourself badly. So definitely check into what type of certifications your trainer has.
0: Yep. I agree. So Natasha, why would you recommend to people that they should move or exercise and Have you ever worked with someone who is not able to really do the level of exercise that's recommended right now? Sure. So why we move? For me, it's really simple. It's to
2: benefit you physically, mentally, emotionally, right? But also it can help with how your body systems function, your digestive system, your respiratory, your heart. So to me, that's why it's important to just simply move every day whatever that looks like and for those that are limited you know there's ways around it and even though there's recommendations out there for you know your vigorous movements your moderate movements not everybody falls under that that type of exercise so there's ways around it to still get your movement in
0: okay what's your most unique exercise that you've done with someone to if oh. they if they have that difficulty I would say like incorporating the wall. Okay. that that,
2: like some of them are, um, Lori and I have done these and like bridge movements with the wall, Mm -hmm. if it gives you incline. So it's a little bit more challenging. Your feet are planted against the wall and you lift your bum up off the floor, Mm It's targeting your posterior body, your, your hamstrings and your glutes. So anything with the wall, I think is kind of unique or, or stairs to provide that, that incline.
1: I find those bridges easier than with my feet on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> just because of the angle of my my feet and my knees. You know, I can get I can get that higher, that that higher bridge, and and I I enjoy that better than regular bridges.
2: Yeah, it gives it some enjoyable com- complexity to the movement. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good, that's a good way of saying it. That's a great way <laughs> to say it. So I've not heard that phrase before, but I
1: love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So now. You were with me through my journey into the autoimmune world. Mm-hmm. And we were doing, I think, two hours a week, basically. And we did everything. We did you had me doing weights, you had me doing cardio, etc. It was but it pretty much sneaky the game. cardio.
0: Yes, the sneaky cardio. <laughs> okay, you need to describe that. What is sneaky cardio? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean I, I know. <laughs> Having my sneaky ways of getting her heart rate pumping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What Just, was uh, uh, what was one of them? Well, she actually got the uh, the punching bag. Oh. Not so <laughs> sneaky, I guess, with those. Not but so sneaky, yeah. she she enjoyed that. I think you know, walking lunges, work with the stairs, work with her bench, that she didn't realize you know would get her heart pumping, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Okay, I know what you're doing." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: I would always call her out. I would always call her out. That's cardio. It's like that's cardio. I don't know how I did cardio standing still, but I did. <laughs> so, yeah, so she would sneak in the cardio and we did we did basically everything. And then it was when I think I was trying to just increase my weights, I noticed some difficulty in holding the weights. Just a little bit of pain and I was under the impression that I had without doing the bar because the bar had closed and it, the business had shut down actually, sadly. And I wasn't doing as much of anything else really, wasn't going anywhere. So I figured, okay, a little old, maybe some arthritis setting in. And it, it did take a while to get in to see everyone. Like my diagnosis was quick once I was there, but you know, we were putting this together for a while. So we kind of slowed down. So once we saw that my flexibility and endurance was decreasing, how did did you adjust for that in the earlier days for me what's important is listening to my client
2: so listening to you how you're feeling what you're thinking your own research your communication with your doctors that's first and foremost for me doing my own little research especially when you were in communication with your doctors and you'd come back and tell me you know things that they're thinking but we i adjusted to mobility and range of motion And that's what kind of what we did. And that's kind of what we've stuck with and throwing in a little bit of strength with that. But Mm -hmm. what's most important for you is the range of motion through those joints, right? The mobility,
1: keep them moving. And I have to say, this is when, you know, you have a good one. I, unfortunately at the beginning of this was looking at Dr. Google web MD, and I was giving myself anxiety (laughs) every day. So I was, I would, text you and I would be like, can you kind of Google the, the symptoms and, and some, some good stretches for it? Because if I get down that rabbit hole, I'm going to sink lower and lower and lower. And Mm -hmm. you were so awesome for doing that for me. And I do thank you. And I think that really shows a great dynamic when they will do that extra bit of research for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, cause they're really not just, okay, well, you know, basic arthritis or basic joint pain or basic knee replacement, but they're working with you and they'll do the extra research and they'll kind of see what works best. And that was such an awesome thing to know that I had someone in my corner.
2: Yep. Always. Cause you know, the fitness journey, it's, it's not just build muscle, get strong, look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a journey, the life journey. So I'm in it. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> no matter what it looks like and no matter what speed bumps we hit, fallbacks we have, I don't want to go anywhere. So right.
0: whatever so I can it's... do to to help and keep you moving. Now, does that help you keep moving as well? It and does. Why did you get into training in the first place? Was this just right. like a real passion of yours you wanted to share? Or was this a way for you to kind of continue your exercise journey? Kind of both. I
2: mean, when I was trying to decide what I wanted to do, it was always gravitated back to fitness, no matter what it looked like. For a while, I was looking at sports journalism. And so I just always was in the fitness industry in some okay. some fashion. But um, for me, it was my dad, too, was a big, big influence. He, he has some health issues and some obesity going on, and I help him how and when I can. But it's motivating. When we first started, actually, when we first started doing our um, Facebook trainings during COVID, I was working out with them. So for myself, I was sometimes I was getting in four workouts a day.
1: (laughs) Nice. It was (laughs) good. And I was sitting back. I was sitting back, going, "Oh my gosh, I'm so tired after just the one."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's motivating, even for myself, to to be helping my clients out and. I got to keep up with them. Right. So I got to keep up my, keep up my workouts.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Makes sense. So you guys were talking earlier about, I mean, you were doing four workouts a day. My biggest difficulty with exercise right now, because of my autoimmune condition is that high energy activity can often trigger an attack for me with extreme fatigue, with severe imbalance and a myriad of other fun things that come with it. So, And I really can't walk more than half a block before the imbalance sets in nowadays, which makes it hard for things like shopping and whatnot. And I Mm -hmm. know that I'm not getting enough exercise, movement, just movement, which is what Lori wanted to really focus on um, Mm -hmm. in the day. And you had mentioned earlier, Natasha, that that can impact you know, other systems like your digestive system, I hear all the time about it's the heart and the the vascular system, but really, the digestive system Didn't hear that yeah. one until now. <laughs> so what types of movement can you <laughs> suggest with someone who, again, can't really exercise?
2: Yeah, so, as you probably know, there's the pool, right? That relieves a lot of a lot of pressure on the body. Um, you feel lighter in the pool, mm-hmm. so there's there's that one. But kind of like with Lori, mobility and just range of motion exercises, I think is going to be key because it's not going to take a whole lot of energy. You can do it in place. You can add, when able, resistance with you know some resistance bands, mini bands, and you can use things like like Lori has her bar has her bar set up in mm-hmm. her basement gym. I'm I'm something say, like it- that.
0: It's a ballet bar, not a bar bar. (laughs) But that's also set up in your basement. So, you know. Yeah, right. There's a a double there. It's a twofer.
1: (laughs) I I try not to use that during our training sessions. (laughs) The bar is attached to the bar. Just
0: the one finger, right, Lori? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But having things
2: like that nearby, just to keep you safe, have your balance secure. But yeah, mobility exercises is, I think, the, the, the way to go especially when you're so limited or that high energy activity is going to be triggering for you.
0: Okay. What are the exercises that use the most muscle with the least amount of energy you think? Planks.
1: (laughs) Right, Lori? Oh my gosh. (laughs) We love planks. (laughs) They're evil. They're evil. (laughs) Full body,
2: right? And there's lots of other variations to planks.
1: I mean, you can literally, literally, yeah, I was just gonna say, you can just put your hands on the wall and lean forward. Right, and then throw in some some
2: marches with it even to get the
1: core activation going.
2: Anything sitting down, throwing in some resistance bands for leg work, even arm work, right? You can have like a mini band holding one part down, another, you're getting some curls in. Your resistance bands are gonna be your friend, low energy movement. And if you have a ball, uh, like an exercise ball, sit on that too, if you can. If you have a desk job, try to incorporate the ball. They even have those those exercise balls that are on wheels, I so that'll help them. with the the balance issues if that's going to be a problem sitting on a ball. So okay, the ball on wheel on wheels would be right. would be great.
1: Okay, and um, is that for your core the ball?
2: Yeah, it gives you some core activation and can help with posture too. But nice. I, I feel like no matter how or what we sit on we'll let our posture falter. But sitting on a ball, I feel like, is is just kind of like that constant reminder to, to to fix your posture.
1: Okay. What do you recommend for someone, let's say they have a desk job nine to five? What would be your recommendation? Now I know they can't just, you know, pop out to the gym for 30 minutes. And then come back to work. But would you recommend, you know, maybe a short walk every hour or two Um, are there little exercises they can do while sitting there that little under the desk bike peddler that I've seen? Yeah. Yep. All of those would, would not hurt. But for anybody that has, where time
2: is kind of their, their barrier to -hmm. exercise, whatever the, the reason is, job, children, health limitations. I think the best way to get that movement in is just to break it up throughout the day. So, you know, they say the recommendation for moderate activity is 30 to 60 minutes a day, five days a week. So you can break up those 30 minutes into 10 minute increments throughout the day. So maybe one one 10 minute can be your 10 minute walk. Another 10 minute can be some arm workouts while you're sitting in your chair. or, Or there's lots of like chair workouts too you can find for people that are kind of restrained at the desk all day long. So just breaking it up throughout the day into those 10, 15 minute movement breaks.
1: That's a good idea. And then it sounds like the way you're doing, the way I'm doing the math, which could be wrong. You can actually get all your exercise in a regular eight hour work day, yep. which is and, awesome. And, and for those that are restrained to their desks, I mean, it is so important to just get
2: up often throughout the day and move. Because I mean, I even know with my job, three, four hours will go by and I haven't moved. And that's, that's not good. (laughs) Right. So nine to five job, get up, get moving throughout the day.
1: Definitely. So I know with both of us, we have issues with our joints. And again, the slight decrease I can still do. I can still do most things. It does Mm -hmm. bother me though, to have my wrist and hand at a 90 degree angle. Are there certain things or exercises you can do to increase joint flexibility, whether it be wrist, knees, ankles. Yeah. I mean,
2: kind of like I've mentioned before, any type of mobility work, I, I know that um, for you, I did some research on specifically wrist, wrist mobility. So we've incorporated, we were incorporating some of that. I'm For still you to doing just it. do throughout the day. Right. Yep. Yeah. Just to do throughout the day, not necessarily just during our workouts. For any joints to kind of relieve relieve that joint pressure during mm-hmm. during movement. Isometric training is, I think, an easier, an easier way to go to still get some exercise in. And okay. with the isometric uh, training, that just means we're not doing like the full range of motion movement. You're okay. kind of getting into part of the movement and then holding it there. And gotcha. then you can add in external force, which would mm-hmm. be like a resistant band or the wall to, to provide that resistance, or you just use your own force for resistance. So that could be like a wall sit. That's an isometric movement. A plank, which we can modify to lots of lots of variations. Hollow holds, that's like a reverse plank. I think I've had you do those too. Uh, We're on your back, upper body, lower body's picked up off the floor and you're just holding that.
1: So almost like um, a, like a, like a boat position kind of, right? Yep.
2: And you can hold your movements mid bicep curl, mm-hmm. right? Get to that 90 degree angle and just hold it there. And it doesn't have to be a, a lot of weight, a can of soup even. I mean, just holding that curl, holding um, an overhead press midway, bridges, holding a bridge, that's an isometric movement, holding mm-hmm. a lunge stance. Those are good ways, I think, to get movement in without that constant loaded range of motion. We're just kind of holding positions in and Mm -hmm. still getting that muscle activation.
0: Sounds great. So Natasha, outside of of general training, right in your certifications area, have you experimented with any non-traditional exercises? I know that's kind of a big thing right now. We were actually talking about that in our, our kind of opening. There are some fun sites out there that you know exercise like a kid. (laughs) Again, I know that's Mm a that's a trend that's coming along right now to uh, hopscotch and tag and all those other things. Have you experimented with any of these like newer or goat yoga? funner? yeah, goat yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm signed (laughs) up for goat goat yoga yoga class.
2: (laughs) I have not. I mean, I I I mean, who doesn't love hopscotch? I will get down on some hopscotch any day, <laughs> but I, I really haven't, like, I haven't, I haven't done the goat yoga or what's some of the other, other things that they do that's tied in with like the obstacle course.
0: Oh yeah. Lots oh, of obstacle course uh, with training. With the monkey bars. Yeah. The floor is lava is the one show that's yeah. <laughs> popular right now, but <laughs> kids and families, it's a little too much for me. <laughs> me and the family, we would go to the park and make up
2: obstacle courses. And we would run through them and time each other. I guess I would I would say I've experienced it as far as like incorporating it with my family and just trying to do some active, active mm-hmm. things. But I have not experienced more of the
1: setup exercises like the goat yoga and
2: <laughs> things like that. I'm very interested. I, I probably would just want to play with the baby goats.
1: Well, I'm also doing puppy yoga where they bring all the rescue pups oh my gosh i've signed up for that that. That's a little warmer i I can't wait my husband's like i cannot let you go to that
0: you're gonna bring home (laughs) four dogs yes 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 (laughs) i have a litter
2: (laughs) yep i will be in trouble i will bring puppies home for sure yes
1: yep so as we've been saying throughout this whole episode we're more focused on movement than exercise We don't want anyone to feel pressured that, Oh, well, I'm not doing this exercise and that exercise and the recommended amount. Our goal is just to get everyone to move. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I know personally, I felt like, well, I'm not exercising kind of what's the point. So you would keep me on track because I knew I had to show up for you and be accountable for you. But for people who are maybe feeling that I'm diminishing in my abilities or I'm having these challenges, how can they keep a positive attitude and not just give up and throw in the towel when they're at a point where maybe they can't improve anymore? They're at a standstill or they're even decreasing in certain ways like Dallas and I have over the past few years. I think having the mindset
2: of I can't improve is what's going to hurt you. Okay. So, I mean, what I mean, what does that look like? I guess for everybody, mm-hmm. what does that improvement mean? I think that just moving is improving, right? If you're choosing to move that day, you're improving. You're doing better than if you. I mean, if you didn't move at all, right? right. So, right. I think That's getting right. rid of that mindset is is going to help you get kind of stay out of that like negative space. I know with you. I think you deserve a lot of credit because you never gave up. You never did. You always knew that you had to keep moving no matter what that looked like. And I think that that's inspiring. So
1: I'm I'm emotional today. And like, I literally, (laughs) my eyes are watering.
2: Honestly, though, I mean, you could have just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. This is too hard or I'm not improving. And so you know good job oh,
1: for not giving no. up well i and celebrating to, all the wins yeah, big or small and i have yes. to just again thank you for being that inspiration <laughs> and being there for me to again have someone to be accountable for to have someone in my on my team cheering me on like no you can do mm-hmm. this yep and and i think to get this out to our listeners Even if you can't go out and get a personal trainer, I know I'm blessed to have one that I can just have at my kind of my disposal, you know, call you up, FaceTime, get get some Mm -hmm. workout done from my home. Find someone who can be your buddy in this world of moving and getting that movement into your life. Whether it's a friend who you can walk with, whether it's just someone who can text you, how are you doing today? Did you go on that walk? Or I saw on my Apple Watch that you did some yep. walking or running yes. just to be encouraging and to have that sounding board and to help you celebrate the little wins mm-hmm. yep. and to help push you on the days where you're just like, oh gosh, please don't make me do a plank. And I can't believe she made me do a plank on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I called you a present.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did. It was
1: my birthday present. I was, I was a little sad, but we did so much fun <laughs> stuff. So that's good. Yes. Yeah, and everybody's accountability looks different, right? So
2: it's just right. it's a matter of learning what that is mm-hmm. and finding it and holding on to it. If it's that friend, if it's you know partner workout with your husband or boyfriend, mm-hmm. or the watch. I mean, that's been I think great for a lot of people. And My right. cousin mm-hmm. will always comment on each other's exercises of the day, and
1: yeah,
2: um, there's some funny responses in there. If you've ever <laughs> looked at those. <laughs> But yeah, just just finding it and
0: and using it. Well, right. Natasha, I have to say thank you because through you, she actually gets to me. <laughs> That's oh, my good. support. Good. She'll tell me some things that you've done with her that I might be able to actually do. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to wrap up here. But thank you so much for joining us today, Natasha. Really appreciate it. Good advice and stuff. And we will definitely put Tosh Fitness up on the website so that people can find you, especially since you are remote training. Yes. <laughs> You're fully involved yes, in
1: that. And she's the best. I just got to say, she's <laughs> the best. So, again, thanks. It was great seeing you. I will see you tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yes. For another session. And
1: we appreciate you coming on and sharing your ideas and thoughts and knowledge with us on movement. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. I appreciate it. Well, I think we got some great information there and some great ideas that we can pass along to everyone.
0: Yes, definitely. So whether you're a 10,000 steps person, Or like us, you've had some restrictions put on the amount of movement that you can get into your day. Here are some of the key tips that we came up with for you today. First, move like a kid. If you're going to have movement in your life, have fun doing it. Play a little hopscotch. Get up a game of tag. Or just run around the house chasing your kids. Create an obstacle course. You never know. Something may hit you. My favorite, fidget your way through the day. It's simple and easy, and you're doing it anyway. (laughs) So just make a point of paying attention. If you have access to one, utilize
1: a pool. Most community centers or YMCAs have it. If you don't have one in your neighborhood or in your backyard, it'll help you get your movement in with less stress on your joints and your muscles. Break up your movement throughout the day. If you're sitting down for eight hours, take five to 10 minutes each hour and... Maybe get up, get a drink, come back and sit down, make that 10 minute walk. Maybe just kind of dance your legs at your desk. Or if you're know, <laughs> fidgeting. I'm just a big, I'm just big on those under-the-desk little peddlers that I see. I want one so badly. I might ask it for the next gift giving holiday that comes about. Any small movements you can make more intense, try to up that. Use a resistance band. If you're doing basic bicep curls, put a resistance band and hold your arms out. So there's a little tension there and do them. If you're doing side steps, add a resistance band around your legs and make it just a little bit tighter. So you have to use just a little bit more muscle. It doesn't take a bunch of weight on your shoulders to get that exercise increased to the next level. Isometrics. Natasha went over these. These are when you're in a position and you're holding it. Therefore, you're giving the muscle a good workout, whether it's just sitting down and raising your legs up into a slight V position, or holding your arms above your head, almost like the YMCA position, and just holding them there. You're gonna feel the lactic acid start building up and
0: burning just by holding yourself in those positions. Excellent. So along with that, Just stand up. We sit a lot in our life nowadays. So it's important if you can get your hands on a sit-stand desk, ask for one at work, or again, what Lori was talking about, every hour, just get up. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to move, but just stand.
1: And if you're having no problem standing, maybe next time if you're like standing while you cook dinner, move your feet a little bit, play some music and, Shake it around a little. (laughs) Many times I have boogied my way through cooking dinner (laughs) just to get a couple extra movement steps in on my watch back in the day when I was tracking my steps every single day. But I think the big takeaway from this is pretty much any movement that isn't hurting you is good movement. And that's what
0: we wanted to share. I mean, you know, don't go out and rob a bank. That's bad movement. But Yes. will get you will get a good run in i'm assuming i would assume yes or if you go you'll
1: poke a bear in a cave (laughs) you get some great movement out of that absolutely you don't have to be the fastest you just can't be the slowest (laughs) but seriously just find movement wherever you can even if you're just sitting in a chair reading a book or knitting as we said if you can just do some leg lifts while you're sitting there that's movement that's exercise that is still going to impact you in positive ways. Thanks for joining
0: us as we meandered through movement with Natasha from Tosh Fitness. Now that we've discussed our ideas, are there any recommendations about today's topic that you'd like to share? Drop us a comment on Instagram or become a Patreon member for special perks and bonus content. For a complete list of products, services, or other content mentioned in today's podcast, visit the links page on our website. Join us next week as we charge up your energy with some positive ways to manage your vitality. We'll shock you with secrets to streamline your time and energy planning and shortcuts to help you tap into your personal energy stores. Follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at next week's episode. I'm Dallas. And I'm Lori. For Two Redheads, walk into a podcast. The Two Redheads podcast is for educational
1: and entertainment purposes only. As with all our platforms and content, this podcast represents our own current personal views. These opinions do not represent those of any people, institutions, or organizations that we may
0: discuss, mention, or recommend to our audience. At various times, we may provide reviews of products, services, or other resources. Any such reviews will represent the good faith opinions of the authors. You should conduct your own due diligence and should not rely solely upon any reviews provided by the authors. The products and services reviewed may be provided to the company for free or at a reduced price to incentivize a review. For more information about the disclosure of incentives received in exchange for providing reviews of these products, please contact support at two tworedheadswalkintoapodcast.com. We are not licensed
1: healthcare professionals, and our personal experiences addressed are what works for our bodies. None of what we say should be taken as medical advice. Please refer to your own physician for any medical needs and concerns.